There's a very interesting halacha that when it comes to Purim, not everyone in Klai Yisrael keeps the same day. When it comes to Pesach or Hanukkah, there's one calendar. You look at the calendar, and that's when Yantav is. When it comes to Purim, many will keep Purim on the 14th day, and others will keep it on the 15th day. Obviously, you'll have the Yeshiva Bacharim keeping two days of Purim somehow. We'll get to that in a moment. But there's a very interesting halacha that you have 14th day of Purim and you also have something called Tesvav Adar, the 15th day being Purim. So where does this come from? So we briefly touched upon it yesterday. Let's expand it. Let's expand on it a little more. So if you look at the Purim story, what happened was you have Haman getting Achashverosh to sign a decree that on the 13th day of Adar, all the nations of the of the world under the rule of Achashverosh could go wipe out the Yidin and they will not be able to protect themselves. Free for all, like a carnival, just blow them up, kill them, and enjoy. That was basically the decree. Came along Esther and the Purim story, and they begged Achashverosh's forgiveness. Haman gets hung on a tree. However, they had this rule on the books in, in Shushan, in the kingdom of Ahasuerus, that you cannot re- repeal a decree. So Mordechai came up with this idea, let's just have another decree that at least will combat the original decree, and that's the new decree that on the, the, that on the 13th day, Klyosol can can defend themselves, and they can attack the, the Umar Sa'olam in defense fine. So that's what happened. So if you look in the Pesukim, on the 13th day, Klyosol defended themselves against their enemies, and they pushed pushed them back. Then on the 14th day, they rested, and that 14th day was Purim. That became Purim for those cities. However, when it came to, when if you look at Shushan, in Shushan, for some reason, they needed, they needed another day to wipe, to, to, to attack their enemies. So Ahasuerus gives them the 14th day as well to have another day of battle. Some of the Rishonim write this was a Malik that they were fighting on the fifteenth, on the 14th day of Adar. But either way, the city of Shushan, were, they were fighting the 14th day of Adar, and only on the 15th day did they rest. So when the Atchik and Esagdala were, were, were putting together this Yantum of Purim, it made sense to have two separate days. To have the 14th day, which most of the Yidin rested, that should be Purim for most people. And people in Shushan, they should keep Purim the 15th day. Now, what's special about Shushan? So, Chazal tells us that Shushan was a beautiful city. It was surrounded by walls. And because it was a beautiful city, so we should have all beautiful cities that are surrounded by walls should have this din of Purim on the 15th day. And if you think about it, that's what the halacha should be. The halacha should be that all walled cities that have been walled since the time of Shushan, that would be the appropriate piece of history to... timeline in history to look at, they should keep Purim on the 15th day. However, that's not what we do. The Gemara tells us that we go, the Mishnah tells us that we consider if they were walled cities from the times of Yeshua Benun. Now, why is that? What does Yeshua Benun, Eretz Yisrael, have to do with Shushan? So at that point of the Purim story, Eretz Yisrael was Bechareva. Eretz Yisrael was in destruction. Yerushalayim had just been destroyed 70 years earlier. This is the end of Galus Bavel, when the Purim story took place. So it would seem that we're, gonna, we're going to be calling Shushan a beautiful city, walled city, and Eretz Yisrael would be eh, a typical city. Yerushalayim would be a typical city, and you would keep Purim on the 14th. So the Avchik Nesadala felt that that would not be appropriate, and therefore they included Yerushalayim and, and any walled city that had been a wall that had been a walled city when Yeshua from the times of Yeshua Benun, when we came into Eretz Yisrael, 
Even if now, at, at the time of the Purim story, the walls have been destroyed, still those cities should keep what we call what we know as what we know as Shushan Purim. The fifteenth day of Adar should be their Purim. The same way we keep this day in Shushan. Because it's a beautiful city, and that was the day where the 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 Claudius were arrested in Shushan. So too, any walled city from the times of Yeshua ben Nun will keep Purim on the fifteenth day, and that's what we know as Shushan Purim. You take your local calendar. Many schools have off Shushan Purim. Some call it Hangover Day. But either way, that's what that's what we know as Shushan Purim. So halakhalamai. So what, what should a person do? So it depends where you live. Obviously, if you live in uh, in Yerushalayim, so they have that's a walled city. So one would keep Purim on the fifteenth day. You live outside of Yerushalayim, then you would typically keep Purim on the fourteenth day. Now it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what your address is on your utility bill. It really depends on where you're currently living. Meaning, we define it by the day. Let's say a person's visiting Yerushalayim for Purim. So if he was there for that day, so then you would keep Purim on that day. How do we? What's the exact time? So the post can say Alaysa Shachar. Alaysa Shachar is the start of the day. So that's called cool. You're there for the day. Let's say a person goes to Lakewood for a wedding. So you wouldn't say I'm in Lakewood for. for I'm, I'm I'm living in Lakewood. I'm here in Lakewood. You're there for a wedding and you're leaving that night. But if someone stays overnight and you're waking up there, so Chazal the the post can say that is called starting your day off in a certain town. You're called Dar. You're you're living at least temporarily for that day in this town and it goes by Alessa Shachar so a person stayed overnight in Yerushalayim so you would keep Tesvav the same would apply let's say someone stayed in Ramat Bet Shemesh on Yom Yudal and he stayed overnight you would make you, you would keep Purim that day and you have many halachas you have a chiv of hearing Megillah you have a chiv of Meshleich Manas Matanas Levyonim and you are keeping Purim on that day now, what happens is, typically, when I was in yeshiva, and I think this, I'm sure they, they still do this, the people that will go out to Ramah Beit Shemesh on the night of the 14th, so they want to get back to Yerushalayim that night. So you'll have like a mad, a mad dash to the, last, to the latest buses or to the carpools getting back so that, as not to be there <coughs> at the time of Alaysa Shachar. There is a, discuss, there is a discussion in the Paiskim. Let's say a person had no intention of staying overnight. They went to Ramah Beit Shemesh, they went to their, their Rebbe, you have to the Rebbe in the mirror, lived in Ramah Beit Shemesh, so they go there for Lel Yadal, for a Purim Masiba, but they have no intention of staying overnight, and then someone drank a little too much, they end up staying there. Are they mechuyiv in the mitzvah sayyam? They really want to get, get out of here. They're trying to get back to Yerushalayim as soon as possible. But the bus broke down. They missed their bus. They they ended up falling asleep on a park bench. So halach is, what do you do? So in that case, the poskim say it's a tremendous shiloh in the poskim. And l'chumrah, we would be machmer. L'chumrah, most poskim would say that they would have to hear Megillah l'chumrah. They would have to do Matan Savyonim and Mishleich uh, Manas. Because that, at the end of the day, that's where they that's where they woke up. That's the place where they are in. There is a few common questions people ask regarding the Mukafas Chaima, but this this is, has been decided by the Paiskim already, but it's just interesting to highlight. Number one is that what if you have part of a town that was definitely added to the city way after the times of Yeshua Benon? For example, Hanof and Yerushalayim and Ramot, or many other settlements that are that are just outside of Yerushalayim, either outside of Yerushalayim or right, you know, sort of attached to Yerushalayim. So, if a person's there, you just ask your local rav what they do there. But most of these communities that we consider, this, they're part of the Erev of Yerushalayim, they're considered part of Yerushalayim, and they would keep Purim on Tezvav. There's another question of 
many of the old city, the old cities of Eretz Yisrael, there's a suffix if they had they were walled cities from the times of Yeshua or not. You have the modern day Tzfat, Tveria, and other cities. So for the most part, the Minagar Elam is that they keep Yom Yedalad. I think there are those Yechidim that Lechumra will lane again on Tesvav in some of these cities. But if someone is in one of these towns, you go to your local Rav, your local Karl, you ask him what they do. And that's the, uh, whatever they do, that's what a person would do to follow the Minag Hamakim. There's another halacha, when we, when we discuss Purim being the 14th and the 15th, there's also an option, this is the first Mishnah in Megillah, there's an option to read Megillah day 11, Yom Yid Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel, day 11, 12, and 13, we learn that from Sukkim, either by Yamim, or from Yud Gimel was a Yamakol of Tanis Esther, so these three extra days, 11, 12, and 13, one is allowed to read the Megillah, and the reason why they were masakin this was because Megillah was supposed to be read, you need a minion, people would come to the market on Mondays and Thursdays, so when you come to the market on Mondays and Thursdays, so within a couple days of Purim, they would read the Megillah. So today it's not so nagea these earlier days, however, there are certain situations, for example, someone is about to undergo surgery, and they probably will not be able to hear Megillah on the Yom Yudalad, or they're, they're traveling somewhere, and again, they won't have Megillah on the airplane, they will not, they don't know how to lane, or the like, they won't be able to call in, perhaps that will be an option to call in to a live Megillah reading, they don't have any of these options, so a person in that situation would direct them to start laning a little earlier, laning on the 11th day, 12th, 13th day, and, and halacha is even the entire month. There's an option of laning the entire month of Adar that's also cons- included in Yom HaSemcha. However, this is not your typical halacha. Typical halacha is we lane Yom Yedalad if you live in a, in, in a uh, typical city and, lelt, and you lane on Yom Tesvav, the 15th day, obviously by night and then again by day, if you live in a city that was walled from the times of Yahshua Benyon. Okay, so we'll continue this discussion tomorrow.